Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. A lot to get into here on a Friday. Let's... Uh, not waste any time. Let's bring in uh, my good friend and yours from the Sporting Tribune, Grant Mona. Grant, how are you doing? Uh, doing okay. Uh, seems like the Clippers can't be good teams, Arash, but I'm sure we'll get into that. Yeah, listen, I mean, a big game uh, last night as the league came back from the All-Star break in the biggest game of the night and uh, really a big test for the Clippers was uh, their matchup traveling to Oklahoma City to play the Thunder a big matchup for them because, again, you know, like and you just touched on it, you know, they've not fared well in these spots where they go up against the other teams in the top four, you know, in terms of losing to Minnesota and now going head-to-head with the Thunder. Much like their last game against Minnesota, Grant, it wasn't just that they lost. Uh, it wasn't very competitive. The, the Clippers losing last night, 129-107. to 107. They have now lost the tiebreaker to the Thunder. Um, if you look at some of the other teams that they uh, could potentially have a tiebreaker against, they're 0 and 2 against the Timberwolves with two left, 1 and 2 against the Nuggets with one left, 1 and 2 with the Pelicans with one left. Um, they do have a 2 and 1 uh, advantage against the Mavericks with uh, one left. But, um, you know, that's key, clearly, when you're, when you're talking about it being kind of a, a height in the top half of the conference, but, you know, there was a moment there, Grant, and I told you, listen, I mean, I spent many years covering the Clippers, and at no point did I recall them being the one seed, and for a, a day, maybe, <laughs> a couple of days or whatever, they were the one seed. Uh, now they are the uh, three seed, uh, essentially tied with the four seed with Denver, and as I touched on, if they don't, uh, you know, we'll see how that goes with these high tiebreaker. What was your big takeaway from the loss last night against the Thunder? Uh, yeah, it's the same thing, Arash, that I've I've probably been preaching about for a while. Is that sometimes when the Clippers play teams with size, and look, the Thunder don't have a lot of size, but they have Chet Holmgren who can spread the floor, and he's a very young big. He's very athletic. Uh, when you have guys like that, it just gives the Clippers fits. And last night, the Clippers only used Davita Zubats. I mean, th- I think Mason Plumlee played like four minutes in total. So the Clippers went small ball a lot of the time. Um, and the Clippers just honestly look a little bit old. I hate to say it, but they just do sometimes against these teams. And that's why, you know, you read off the records against some of the top teams in the, in the Western Conference, you know, against the Timberwolves, they haven't looked good against the Thunder. Yeah, they won one at home. Uh, but they just still haven't looked good even in OKC. They really didn't play that well against Denver. Um, they lost to Reggie Jackson and DeAndre Jordan. So 
this Clipper team, it's so weird because you, you know, you look at the standings and you look at their record and you say, Oh, wow, look at how great they are. Look at the record they have. And Arash, I'm going to go back to the end of the Grammy trip. And I remember we, we were talking about this. this is one of the best trips they've had. And it's, you know, one of the best franchise road trips in their history, right? And after that point, Arash, as soon as they got home from that trip, they had been playing very mediocre basketball. And I know that, you know, the record doesn't really stand out. And then you, you can look at the record and say, oh, well, why, how could you say that? There's still third seed. But if, you know, I watch almost every second of every game and just, they just do not look like the same team that I saw on that road trip. I don't know what happened. I don't know if they're exhausted from that trip still. I mean, that was a long time ago. They've had plenty of rest since then. And, um, you know, most of the wins they've gotten since they got back from this trip, Arash, have just been based off of talent alone. Um, they're 17th in defense since January. Um, that's really not good. Uh, their offense is still very good, but, you know, I, I know Kawhi Leonard and James Harden and Ty Lue have said this in their pressers is that sometimes they just look like they're winning off of their talent and they're not winning off good basketball. And I saw that a lot last night, uh, against the Thunder. It was just, it just looked like, Guys weren't cohesive, and that's kind of weird. You know, obviously you have a layoff from the All-Star break, but, you know, a lot of the time when you come out of the All-Star break, you feel rejuvenated. You have a chance to take the two seed. You feel kind of up, and your energy's up. The Clippers looked worse. I mean, they looked like their energy was down. They looked like they weren't hitting their shots. I mean, Paul George, I think Paul George has had three 20-point games in his last 17, since January 17th. So he's had a really rough stretch. Um, and, you know, I can't really point to anything and tell you what it is because I could say that it's their age. I could say that maybe one or two guys are hurt. I could say that they're, you know, maybe tired. But they just had a week-long break, Arash. I know a few of their guys, Kawhi and Paul George, went to the All-Star game. But uh, from what I'm seeing, it just does not look like a team that you know we thought could be the two or one seed. And now you're further away from that two or one seed. So um, you know these games they will matter down the stretch when you're fighting for seeding. Yeah, I mean you're now and they're really in that precarious position. I just hate the four or five matchup in the West where uh, yes the Clippers would have home court if they're the four seed, but just a tough matchup there. Uh, the other thing, and you touched on it that they just look tired. Uh, you know, it, it, was, it was a very uh, good game in the first half, and I'm thinking, oh, like, like here we go. Like, let's, uh, you know, get settled in for a fun second half. They get outscored 35-23 in the third quarter, and then once again outscored 33-25 in the fourth quarter. Just uh, really not competitive. Uh, the other thing, Grant, and, and I want to get your thoughts on this, you know, when the, when the Clippers have struggled in the past, previous seasons, We've kind of looked at like, okay, like who's not there? You know, we kind of like hung our hat on like, yeah, but this is not their full team. I mean, this is a night where, you know, Paul George is healthy and has 14 points. Kawhi Leonard, 20 points. Amika Zubac, 13. James Harden, 17. Russell Westbrook didn't obviously have a good night. But like, and you touched on it. And it was a beautiful sight to see. Just as a Clippers fan, you you know this. No injuries to report. And that's significant. Again, I mean, generally speaking, the Clippers, I like, I either have a superstar who's not playing or he's questionable, doubtful, game time decision, whatever. No Clipper was on the injury report. And so to go into Oklahoma City fully healthy with time off, rest, all that, and to get blown out like that, um, yeah, I mean, where do they go from here? And you touched on it. I mean, they 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 weren't quite themselves. And again, at least if they had, they had a 
couple of nice wins going into the break that we thought could maybe propel them. But um, what 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 have you seen that is the biggest change in this team? When again, they they were the one seed for a minute, looked like the best team in the league. Uh, they're not being cohesive on either end, and yeah. there's a lot of things that you know we're, that I'm seeing right now that I saw early on in the season with James Harden, and that's pretty concerning. And I know you know people are gonna say, "Oh, well, they're, they're still third in the West." You know, I said this. You can look at the record, and you're not gonna think like yeah. what I'm telling you. But uh, I watch this this team a lot, and. When I see that they went on that nine-game winning streak earlier in the season, and they've had one of the best records since December, uh, but the way they're playing Arash is just incohesive. They're making bad mistakes defensively. Um, they're turning the ball over at a high clip. They're not finishing at the rim. They have no really rim defense. Uh, Vita Zubats was excellent. Um, before January, and then he got that calf injury, and since he came back, he just has not looked the same at all. Um, and I know maybe it may take him a little bit uh, of time to get back into it, but you've, we've had almost two, three weeks of him just not playing well. And James Harden, I, I got to give him credit; he's been playing good basketball too. I mean, against that against the Warriors right before the break, he had thirty plus points. So um, right now, my main concern, Arash, is Paul George. Uh, I don't know what is going on with him. He is, like you said, everyone's healthy, so you can't really point to that. A lot of the concern, like you said, in years past is the Clippers weren't healthy, so we can chalk this up to a loss. Now we got to kind of move away from that because they've been healthy for a long period of time, and they still are playing average basketball. And that's a little bit concerning, especially when you go up against some of the good teams. You can kind of measure yourself against teams you might face in the playoffs, right? These aren't just games against the Pistons. These aren't just games against the Hawks or the Spurs or the Rockets. These are games that you're probably going to have to win come April and May. And, you know, they have not shown up. And usually this team has shown up earlier I mean, they played the Mavericks very well. They played the Celtics very well. They played the Cavaliers very well. But over the past two, three weeks, I've just seen a lot of mediocrity. And it's not just missing shots. It's not just, you know, a lack of effort. It's miscues and it's guys leaving, you know, defenders wide open. And it's, it's just things that you didn't really see a month, a month and a half ago that now I'm starting to get a little bit concerned because going down the stretch, you should be playing your best basketball. This is not a time where you kind of tinker and you find rotations and lineups and what works. So it's a little bit concerning that they're losing to these teams and they have 28 games left, but, um, they gotta, they gotta get it together really quick because they'll find themselves, like you said, in a four to six range and then you'll be playing the Suns or the Mavericks or the Pelicans and all those teams are still very, very talented. You just touched on it. The Clippers are tied with, uh, for, for the most uh, remaining games in the league now, 28 games following the game last night against the Thunder. Uh, the big thing there, Grant, seven back-to-backs left. Most in the NBA, a lot of that, or at least some of it, you could chalk up to them sharing Crypto.com Arena with the Lakers and the Kings, uh, teams of um, hockey. I mean, that's not going to happen in the future, but, I mean, you know, I mean, it's just a grind. You know, like like as much as they struggled, it doesn't get any easier now. 28 games left, league-leading, and a league-leading seven back-to-backs left. Um, so we'll see how they close out the season. One one more clueless question for you, Grant. I mean, like, like, let's just say that they are kind of in that 4-5 matchup. Um, 
Is there a team that you do not want to see? Again, I mean, the, the problem with the 4-5 or five matchup is just it's so competitive. And again, you remember this, and I covered those Lob City teams where it was like it was the Clippers in Memphis, and I'm like, oh my, like this yeah. is gonna be such a grind. Like that, that four five matchup is just a really, yeah. it's a coin flip. And then the other problem is, you know, generally speaking, you're probably gonna get the one seed if you do uh, win that series. But um, you look at who they. By the way, we may, and I don't think this is gonna happen, but it'd be beautiful if it did. It in their last season, sharing uh, Crypto.com Arena slash Staples Center, if we finally got a Lakers Clippers matchup, a, a four or five matchup in, in the first round. But you know, the potential opponents. You know, you're looking at uh, the Pelicans, the Mavericks, the Suns, the Kings, the Lakers, the Warriors. Is there someone there that you're like, man, like that? That that would be. A tough uh, opponent, given the fact that they really had a good season so far. Uh, I'm going to say this for all Clipper fans across the world: the New Orleans Pelicans. They just <laughs> yeah. own the Clippers for yeah. what. I, and I, I'm going to harp on this. I know I I sound like a broken record, but the size and athleticism and length just tortures the Clippers. Um, the Pelicans have owned the Clippers over five plus years now, um, and. Uh, it's crazy, Arash. I know, but but it's it's true. And yeah. every time the Pelicans match up, even in that playing game a couple years ago, they just know how to beat the Clippers. Valanciunas turns into Priam <laughs> Hakeem Olajuwon, and uh, Brandon Ingram turns into the best version of himself. It's just the the Pelicans give them a lot of fits. And another team, look, I, can I take a mulligan? I would rather not face any of those teams. But <laughs> another one, another one would be the Mavericks because mm-hmm. the Mavericks and Clippers have faced off many times in the playoffs already. Yeah. And Luka Doncic is a player that I just do not want to see at all in the playoffs. He goes to another level when he sees that red, blue, and white on in a Clipper uniform across from him. So I think those two teams, if the Clippers match up against the Suns or maybe even the Warriors, I like them in those matchups. I just think they have a little bit more talent. Um, and the Suns, they have great three, four players, but I don't really like their depth. The Clippers have shown a matchup well against the Suns this year. So I think the Pelicans and the Mavericks, uh, those are two teams that, that you can consider beating the Clippers in the first or second round just because I've seen it many, many times over the past couple of years. Switching gears, and again, I normally wouldn't really give uh, or, or pay much attention to the first spring training game, but of course, listen, Shoei Otani is on the Dodgers. He didn't play yesterday, but I settled in. It's a nationally televised game on on um, ESPN, so why not? Uh, Grant, 8-0 uh, to zero in the first inning, 14-1. <laughs> to one. Uh, Again, spring training, but uh, did, you, did you watch it? Did you watch any of the highlights? What, what's your thoughts on our First sort of sneak peek at this season's Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, you bet I watched it, and how <laughs> glorious it was to see a Dodgers offense put up runs. Um, <laughs> Uh, there's a, a stat I think somebody threw out is that the Dodgers in the first inning scored as many runs as they did in the NLDS in total, oh, yeah. which is yeah. absolutely insane. <laughs> um, but look, this Dodger offense, yeah, they got off to a great start. There are some things that I saw um, that I can probably pinpoint as maybe you can see this in the future. Gavin Stone looked excellent. Um, yeah. He's one of their very young arms, and he pitched a little bit last year. He looked really good. His changeup looked wipeout. Um, he was really good in his outing. Teoscar Hernandez, his first swing as a Dodger was a two-run double off the wall to score the first runs of the season for the Dodgers. He's a guy that you're going to see in the lineup. They signed him for a one-year, $23 million. So he's going to be in that lineup every day. Um, look, this team, they, they even had some young guys swinging it too. Um, 
I really like the young talent that this Dodgers team has. I mean, they've always had a great farm system, but what I saw from Gavin Stone, what I saw from Ricky Venasco, who may be called up later in the year, he's a relief pitcher, um, from Teoscar Hernandez, obviously Mookie Betts is going to do what he does. Um, it's crazy that this team, the first outing we see from them, they beat one of their rivals by 13 runs. And this is a team that still played uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. They still played Xander Bogarts. They played a lot of their players. So, uh, And they played against a pitcher that they're going to face a lot this year in Joe Musgrove. So um, Joe Musgrove didn't even get an out in his outing <laughs> for the Padres. So a lot of good things. Obviously, look, so much baseball to play, but... Um, it's just great to have baseball back to see sunny skies and green grass and uh, those guys out in Arizona. It's just good to see and for them to get off on the right note right there and see some things that we could see in the regular season. I think that's the biggest point. Ben, I never thought that we would be talking about fashion, but before we go to break, I do need to bring up one of the biggest talking points so far during spring training is uh, the uniforms. And again, <laughs> uh, these are... Uh, newly produced uniforms, Nike-generated yeah. fanatics-produced uniforms. They've dubbed them uh, performance jerseys. Um, they're 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 um, supposed to be a little bit lighter. Uh, but I gotta be honest, just like the look isn't great. But then again, some of the uh, white pants we've uh, seen apparently you should see through them. Um, and now the players' unions getting involved here. But listen, you've you've played, and I know that it yeah. matters how like the look and the feel and what you know. But your thoughts on what's going on right now? And again, I'm I'm confident they'll figure it out before the start of the season. But the fact of the matter is, this has been a very big topic of discussion so far. Arash, I'd say from my time playing baseball, the baseball players are probably the most spoiled and picky <laughs> out of anybody, any of the sports with their accessories and gear yeah. and uniforms. So I understand it. Look, when I played, I loved my pants fitting a certain way, baggier or slimmer or whatever. There's a lot of players that have very tailored fits. And when you don't give players that opportunity after playing in the major leagues for as long as they were, playing in the minor leagues where everything was tailored and cut to their size, there's going to be outrage. And and it's not just the way it fits them. It's the quality of it, Arash. I mean, yeah. there are some things, and it's it's Nike that gave Fanatics the ability to produce it. So it's actually Fanatics who's getting all the heat right now. <laughs> and it's just, they're, they're paper thin. I mean, you can see the tucked-in jersey through the pants, Arash. <laughs> it's like they're wearing see-through pants. And they're... <laughs> Nobody look up anything about it on social media because there are a few pictures going around right now of some things that you do not want to see. And that's a, that's a concern. What if it rains, Arash? What if it rains and now you have just, there's people making memes of, of guys wearing underwear that look a certain way. I mean, it's just so weird to have you go through so many stages of, oh, does this work? Does this work? And you come up with this. It's not just that. The lettering is smaller. Yeah. Um, the colors are off. The belts are a different color. It's just everything is off. And when you have the players union get involved, that's when you know it's a serious issue because there's been issues in the past. Oh, it doesn't look right on me. Now, this is a serious issue, not just with how it fits the guys, but how it looks and how it feels like that is really big to a baseball player. I, I hate to tell everybody, but it is. Yeah, I mean, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, uh, uniforms really do matter. And you're a Rams fan, and the Rams, uh, I mean, I've talked to them several times about, you know, when you have a historic uniform, like the Dodgers or the Rams or USC or, or something like that, 
I get it when Nike gets involved or fanatics get involved and they want to have their own little touch on it. Or and I and I get that they want to do what's best for the players. The players are telling you, "Hey, listen, I appreciate it that you want it to breathe better and to be lighter." Yeah. But there, there there is a line, like, like 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 you cannot cross that line where you can see my uh, uh, junk. You know what I'm saying? You know, you right? Can, exactly. Yeah, and, and beyond just if it's raining, I mean, it, it, it's perspiration. If you're drinking and drink spills on you and because of that right. now it's like a wet t-shirt contest it just it's weird and then, again this is not a, a discussion that players should be having again with spring training you got to be focused on the game but you know, it's hard not to be self-conscious in this time period of social media where quite frankly if uh the uniform looks a certain way and you got the bright lights and it's uh, maybe it might be like raining or whatever to your point. Like, like players shouldn't have to be worried about that. So, right. I think they'll figure it out. But yeah, I mean, like, again, whatever historical uniforms, please Nike, please fanatics. You don't really need to uh, change that. Um, all right, Grant, we'll, we'll, we'll have you back on uh, next week. We're going to leave it there for now. Um, when we come back, you guys took a two week break. The Fusco brothers. The Fuscos, man, like these guys took a break for Super Bowl and the uh, NBA All-Star Weekend, but they have a lot to talk about that, and uh, we'll hear from them when we come back right here on the Mighty Air 1090 is for the California, the Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mighty Air 1090 ESPN Radio. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big. We go all night. And here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. It's now time for a regular Friday feature. It's the Pauly and Tony Fusco Show. Pauly and Tony are two Philly guys who claim to be sports radio legends, even though they have the absolute worst takes. If you want to hear more from them, and I don't know why you would, listen to the Pauly and Tony Fusco show on iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, or wherever you get your podcast. Okay, I'm going to regret this. I always do. Take it away, Pauly and Tony. All right, all right. Yo, yo, yo. Coming to you live from Philly. It's the number one rated Pauly and Tony Fusco show. Yo, yo, yo. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco and Tony. Yo. Huge show today. Can't you wait. You know, uh, there are reports out there that Dak Prescott could be earning $60 million a year. And oh. we're actually going to help him do it. Aren't we, Tony? Yeah, we yeah. are. And uh, we're going to tell you why uh, these morons out there saying that the NBA All-Star game was boring were totally <laughs> missing an important subplot, weren't they? Yeah, these people don't understand anything. Yeah, 
Well, first, some important show business for everyone to understand here. It's come to our attention that while we have a 4.8 star rating on Spotify, should be five stars, but, you know, uh, yeah, maybe exactly. someone missed a button or something, you know. Yeah, they're fat fingers, probably. Yeah, exactly. Well, on Apple yeah. Podcasts, the show only has a 3.9 star rating. And, uh, Tony, we know why that is, don't we? Yeah, these idiots have been going around saying this is a comedy show. So when people tune in and hear nothing but serious, insightful sports talk, they go one star. Yep. Where's the comedy? Exactly. So we're calling on you. Yeah, you to fix yeah, this problem. You. you go to Apple Podcasts right now. You click five stars and you leave a review too. Yeah, glow. Even though we don't need reviews, but you know, still do it. Yeah, unless you have fat fingers, then do us a favor and stay away. Exactly. Anyway, after uh, last week's show and we took callers, you know, we had so many people coming up to us and saying, Holy oh Tony, why didn't you take my call? Yeah. I was waiting on the line. Well, exactly. you know, first of all, as we found yeah. out last week, our idiot producer doesn't know how to work a phone line, oh. number one. But yep. second, you know, if we took all the callers, well, last week's show would still be going. We'd still be on exactly. the air. Anyway, good news for you. But not for us, probably. We're going to open up the Fusco Sports Hotline again this week. Yeah, and then we're going to close it just as fast. Exactly. Uh, but before all that, it's time for a word from our good friends at Chef Boyardee. Do you like to take time to prepare home-cooked meals? What a fucking waste of life. Yeah. You know, the other day, my Aunt Marie was out of town, so her boyfriend Nunzio had nothing to eat for dinner. I told him he would love chowing down on Chef Boyardee's beefaroni. And then he said, whoa, I'm into women, not that other stuff. And, well, I said... Hold on, uh, hold on, hold on. Why? Tony, what are you doing? What are you doing talking? What are you doing talking? He was doing yeah. an ad. That's what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, and you interrupted. Probably cost us millions just right there. Anyway, forget him. Just go to your local grocery store. Tell them Paulie and Tony sent you and uh, get one free Chef Boyardee coupon. Yeah, there you go. another check in the mail, hopefully. Yeah, anyway. All right, let's just keep the show moving and uh, get yeah. right into our top story. Top story. All right, first out the gate, there are reports circulating out there that Dak Prescott could, quote, reset the QB market and get a $60 million contract from the Cowboys, making him the uh, highest paid and uh, most overpaid quarterback in NFL history. Yeah, now, exactly. even though the story was clearly released by his agent, since nobody in their right mind ever thinks this should actually happen, yep. it has Cowboy fans just terrified that this contract will put the team in tremendous financial peril. But Tony, yeah. we have a solution for that, don't we? Yeah. We know the Cowboys are concerned about paying Dak $60 million, so we're going to help. Yep. We're setting up a Kickstarter where any team can go and donate money toward his contract. Yep. We're sure that every team, like the Eagles and 49ers, would be more than happy to help pay for this contract and keep Dak where he is as the QB of the Cowboys. Yep. And we promise that all the leftover proceeds will go towards the Giants to help them pay for Daniel Jones, too. 
Just a tremendous show of sportsmanship by us, Tony. And that actually leads to today's Fusco Show official poll question. How much money should the Eagles donate to the Cowboys to make sure Dak stays in Dallas? A, $30 million, B, $60 million, or C, $600 million to keep him there for 10 years? Vote now by tweeting at the Fusco Show, and we will reveal the poll results on next week's show. If we still care at that point. Yeah, we might not. Who knows? Yeah, probably not. Anyway, uh, to more uh, news surrounding another quarterback, Jalen Hurts. This week, uh, Chris Sims, the NFL analyst, he made national news when he said that Hurts is, quote, the most overrated quarterback in the NFL. And, you know, a lot of people, they naturally just assumed that uh, we would disagree with this take. But, Tony, we wholeheartedly agree, don't we? Absolutely. You know, Jalen Hurts has been overrated. In fact, on my list of all-time NFL QBs, I had Jalen Hurts at number two behind Nick Foles and ahead of Joe Montana and Ron Jaworski. But after this disappointing season from Jalen Hurts, I am lowering his rating and now have him as the number three all-time QB. Now just behind Nick Foles and Joe Montana. So we totally agree with Chris Sims here. Great perspective and analysis that Tony. And now moving to another quarterback who's Thank been you. taking some shots. Russell Wilson, you know, looks like his time in Denver is done. And yep. uh, people are all speculating on where he should go next. Well, on ESPN's Get Up, Mike Tannenbaum presented this idea. He said Russell Wilson should stop chasing a big contract and go to the Jets for only a million dollars so he can wow. back up Aaron Rodgers and learn from him. And this is just such a terrific plan of action, isn't it, Tony? Wow, such smart advice. You know, this doesn't only work in sports. It works in other areas, too. Yep. Look at Celebrity Apprentice. Yep. Struggling celebrities would go work for Donald Trump, a legend in the business world, and become famous and successful again. Yep. I mean, this worked for so many big names, like Arsenio Hall. Yep. Uh, that woman who looks like Vanna White, who used to do Entertainment Tonight. Yep. And uh, the country singer with the deep voice in the hat you know huge names just so true i mean you know this is such good advice for celebrities and quarterbacks you know this could work with other qbs in the league i mean tony i mean name another struggling quarterback dak prescott there you go see dak prescott not winning any playoff games in dallas so you see what he should do is he should stop earning all that money and uh, take the million and go back up a real star like you know uh, cj stroud in houston perfect then he can finally learn how to win a playoff game like cj stroud did so true just terrific advice yeah there you go that's what that's what we do do. Exactly. exactly anyway to other big drama in the nfl you know people they're saying that raiders head coach antonio pierce could be fined by the nfl because in a recent interview he said the only way to beat patrick mahomes is to injure him and he said well he said quote we got to take the head off the snake that's what he said and tony come on this just shows how soft the nfl has become hasn't it yeah it's bad enough that you can get fined for just touching a quarterback Now you can get fined for just talking about a quarterback. Yep. What's going to happen next? 
if I say that Patrick Mahomes is overrated and overpaid, am I going to get fined? Am I going to get a 15-yard penalty? It's a very slippery slope here. If they can come after Antonio Pierce, then they can come after you. Such a great warning, Tony. And, you know, what happened to the intimidation you. factor? Right? You know, you know, back yeah. in the old days, every coach and every player knew that that was how you beat the quarterback. You intimidated him. You know, you exactly. threatened to injure him. You know, you, yeah. you threatened to, you know, uh, burn down his house and f*** his wife. You know, yeah. you know, kill his family while f*** his wife and his sister. And then you'll try to frame him for the crime. You know, exactly. that was all part of the strategy. Get inside yeah. his head. That was the spirit of the game, intellectual chess. Yeah, well, it's just so sad to see this happening. And, uh, you know, on that note, let's move to the NBA where there's a big brouhaha. You know, people, they're calling it a disappointing NBA All-Star game, you know, which the East won by a very competitive score of 211 to 186. You know, but despite that, people are saying there was no drama or tension in the game. But, Tony, they're, they're totally missing the point, aren't they? There was tons of tension in the All-Star game. On the scoreboard, when the score for the East started getting close to 200, it started to feel like Y2K all over again. And when the score hit 199, I was so worried that the scoreboard was going to short circuit and explode and kill everybody. But then it hit 200 and everything was okay and I could breathe easy. Danger averted. Just like in the year 2000 when I was hiding in my basement slash bunker and realized the world was still there after that dangerous near miss. And I celebrated by cracking open one of my many cans of Chef Boyardee beefaroni, which I still have several thousand of. Nothing's better to eat after surviving a near apocalypse. Terrific perspective and ad integration there, Tony. And uh, now Thank it's time. You. We're going to do it by popular demand and uh, annoying demand. Uh, we're yeah, going to take exactly. some calls. So let's open up the Fusco Sports Hotline. Fusco Sports Hotline. Producer Jay, what do we have? Who's, uh, who's on the line? Uh, we have... Dallas or says his name's Dallas already a loser Dallas you already got two strikes with that yeah. name turn on your mic bro you, you, and you work, know how to yeah. work a can, like he's like the Cowboys he can't work anything <laughs> oh look who we his have name is Dallas how oh. he has a Cardinals hat on yeah I'm, I'm not even from Texas I'm from Canada Canada international yep. bro worldwide are you two feet tall what's bro. with your camera there bro I'm sitting down. Oh, all right. All right. Yeah. Well, you got to learn yeah. camera framing. You know, go to broadcasting school like we did. Yeah, and learn bro. how to frame a camera. Okay. I will. Right, now, I will. I, but he does have a, Phil, a Philadelphia Flyers jersey. So, yeah. I, okay. I, not I, terrible. I put, that, I put that in the background specifically for this. Oh, that is true. He's he's thinking, Tony. He did put yeah, a Flyers smart. jersey back okay. there. Okay. So, all right. You're buying yourself back. Okay. What's your question you take? Go ahead. Um, okay, my first question is about the first, Eagles. Whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, <laughs> first you're already what, assuming too much. You got yeah. one question. Let's see how this goes, one. bro. Go. Yeah. Okay, it's about the Eagles in Brazil. Don't you think it's suspicious that the NFL is putting the Eagles week one game in Brazil? As Absolutely. if they're trying. I like the way yep. you think, bro. Smart, Absolutely. bro. Connecting the dots, yeah. bro. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 
because you know what the, the problem there is is that you know you gotta factor in that those Brazilian women you know they're a big distraction. Take it from me and Absolutely. Tony, especially Tony. He knows. Hundred percent. That's a great bro. point. What are your concerns about this Brazil game? Tell us. I think it's a complete distraction, and the, the NFL is putting them there, putting the game there, so that the Eagles lose. They're taking a home game away from Philly and putting it in Brazil on a Friday of all things. That is, you know, so true. It's just terrible. Good analysis by you. Good analysis fact, by you. Even though said, your name they is have horrible. An extra three home Great games analysis. Just for that. Good job. All right, and you know, you did well. Up. What's your second question? Okay. Yeah. What's your okay. second question? Go. Okay. So, I make YouTube videos. You make way better videos. My question is, do you have any advice as to how to get slightly better at making videos whoa, 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 so whoa, whoa. that I'm one day... What do you think this is? A show for nerds, bro? Yeah, what do you think this is? Yeah, you think this is like the USA tech show? What the hell are you doing? You want Our some, you want some down YouTube right advice? Now. Here, I, I'm, we're unsubscribing from this call. You're off the you're show! Out of Get out of here! And you're Waste off the show! You, know, you want YouTube advice? Oh, wait, he's holding up some kind of score. Oh, he, he held put up, up the Cardinals score. Oh, you see, show. Eagles score from earlier in this year. Block which that, Jay. Make BS. sure you censor that, Jay. Yeah. Was that even this year? I don't even remember. I don't, yeah, I don't remember even remember. It's 2024. The, the new season right. started. You know, He's he, had in the he had it there and then he blew it, which just shows you people less is more, right? As they say. Actually, usually less more is less. What do they say, Tony? You know, they say something, something like that. You know, yeah, they do less. Like that. Okay. He had a great point it, about Brazil and the women being a distraction. I know, you know, I had many doctor visits when I got back, but it was huge very distraction. Distracting. Almost yeah. took down the show for a couple days. Exactly. There. But, all, right, all right, let's move on to our next caller, uh, producer Jay. Who's on the line? Who do we got? We have William Lane. Okay, we Ooh. can just go with, like, William. You don't need to give yeah. me his full name. What's next? His social security number? All right. Look, bring him on. All right, get him in here. William Lane. William okay. Lane. Lane. Not lame. Is it lame? lame. Well, let's lame. hope it's not lame, bro. All right, where is he? Turn on your camera, bro. Turn your camera on, bro. What's up, bros? What's up? All right, bro? here he is. Whoa, Yo. that fan. He's, this guy's got a Whoa. fan behind him. You, you're going to get decapitated there, bro. That thing's going so fast. I got it all the way up, bro. Even though it's not even that cold in here, which is the biggest problem. Maybe I'm because we're going to get a hot take. So let's see. Yeah, yeah. That good. <laughs> see, well said there, Tony. See, that's how you broadcast people. Okay. Been, William Lane, go ahead. What's I've your been take? thinking recently. I've been thinking. Why yes. is it that the NFL keeps on raising its salary cap for guys like Dak Prescott to reset the market? Like, how much help does Dallas need to get eliminated in the first round? See, that, and you know, Very obviously topical. you were listening to the first half of this show where we explained well done, that we bro. are setting, out of the goodness of our heart, we are setting yep. up a Kickstarter where all the NFL teams can yep. contribute to Dak's so contract, we can right? in Dallas. So we can all yep. keep him in Dallas. And, yep. you know, it's that's what everyone he wants. Else's and we're more interest, than bro. happy to do that. Yeah. Will you be contributing to the uh, Kickstarter, William? Where's my wallet? Let me find that really fast. There you go. Bro, if we get back in Dallas, it's only good for the NFL. Right. And, you know, that leads us to our poll question of the day, William. (laughs) 
We'd like your answer. All right. How much money should the Eagles donate to the Cowboys to make sure Dak stays in Dallas? Should that be A, $30 million, B, $60 million, or C, $600 million to keep him there for 10 years? Yeah. $600 million. Give no, him the wrong. Big See, no, 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 no. See, no, the correct answer was actually $60 million because we know he'll get injured and then we'll have exactly, a bunch of dead caps. So you got it wrong. And because bro, you didn't think before your answer. You tried too much to kiss ass, bro. Here's where you're going, William. You're going on a lane off the show. Guess what, William get Lane? William Lane is here. off the show. Wrong answer. Bye. William Lane. More like Lois Lane. You're done. Not Superman. You should have quit while you were ahead, bro. See, he got the question wrong, Tony. He just didn't, he didn't think. No, he tried too hard to kiss ass. He thought he was going to give the answer we wanted to hear, but no. he was wrong. Yeah, you have to understand finances. $600 million, that's crazy. No, yeah. we're not doing that. Where are we going to get $600 million from, bro? Here's another question. Where's our next caller? There's no one on the line. Oh, yeah. You know who's on the line? You, the unemployment line, bro. Yeah. Learn how to get callers. I'm sure if I walked back there, it would be like Christmas tree lights. Can't yeah. see it, though, from back here. So what are we going to do? Just sit here and wait with dead air? Jay, just check. Was there some kind of like power outage or phone outage in the Philadelphia area nationally, maybe? No, everything works. We're still on. Except you. Except you. Okay. Here comes a caller. Great. All right. Oh, you're, on the, you're on the Fusco show. Who's this? Who's that? Wait a minute. Hell is. I, what are you doing letting oh, this guy Miami back on the Mike. show? All right. Yeah, we told you. Not He's him. He's from the show. Miami I want to make a comment what? to compliment your show and this reconcile is already last too much, week. Bro. Oh, great. Okay. Thank you. We have a philosophy My question here. is what? this. Do you think in the offseason the Eagles are going to draft a quarterback in the first round or trade for Tua? What kind of dumb shit question is that? Yeah. Train you know, for Tua. We already have the quarterback yeah. who led Alabama to a national title. Yeah, why would, he why would we backup, need the one bro? who came in at the end yeah. and took all the credit for it? Because he came in, took over, and won the game. No, Jalen already had them no, winning. Jalen positioned them perfectly to do that. All exactly. Right. Learn football analysis, bro. Yeah. Right, so l- let me say this. I want to compliment an aspect of your show. Okay. I don't. Right. I, I don't understand okay. why two fools like you knock your producer oh. so much because I got to give it to him. He's the smartest guy on the show. Oh. So I'm gonna yeah, hang yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you know, so yeah. you can't kick me off the show. Have a great day. Well, did, did he just hang up on us? Good. He kicked himself off the show. That's how it should be. He knows already. Yeah, see, yeah that's good. You know, that, actually, yeah. that's a heads he did up something by him. Good. He knew how bad he was, so he and did he a self-kickoff. Kick off. Yep. That's what he did. Yeah. All right, let's just close up the Fusco Sports yeah, Hotline. Close All, right, up. Hang up. All right, that was Paulie and Tony Fusco. Thank you, guys. That is all the time we have for today. Let's do it again on Monday. Until then. This is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot 
for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.